All right, let's get some coverage of this giant fight that's going to happen in uh, uh, 9-TAC-4-RP-2. That is incredibly hard to say, isn't it? 9-TAC-4-RP-2. That is in Cloud Rain. How are you doing today, Dirk? Doing all right, man. I'm a little uh, a little tired. I didn't, I didn't uh, sleep as well as I could have last night. A little bit of uh, pre-game anticipation. All right. I'd like to thank uh, already 440 people on. Thanks, guys. We expect we're going to grow an audience and uh, give you guys a good preview of the fight. We have a lot of guests lined up for you. And uh, once the fight starts, we're going to have full coverage for the duration of the fight. So thanks for sticking with INN. Let's have some marathon streaming now. <laughs> it, all, it, all, it, it all starts now. And if we're still going by 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time this time tomorrow, you know what? It's just uh, nothing, nothing but a good thing. That's right. Well... Um, we'll see how we last. Hopefully we'll rotate some people in and out and uh, make this thing survivable because I've never done anything past three hours and three hours was like, whew, rough. So I don't know how marathoners do it. It's rough. Okay. So <clears throat> first let's actually get um, uh, some background on this fight. Let's see. We have a choice of guests. I'm going to go over and have a look here. Uh, we're going to bring in... Mm, Apple Pear and um, well, we'll bring some people in and uh, be able to kind of give some background on what's going to happen, and uh, and then uh, talk about uh, you know size up both sides, figure out what's going on uh, on on in their camps. We'll get you know correspondence briefs from each side, say what's going on. Of course, they won't tell us anything they don't want us to know. Hopefully, they won't uh, give us false facts to try to trick the other side. Who knows? But yeah, if you guys are uh, uh, interested in uh, participating in this stream, you guys can uh, you know, jump into INN Discord, where this thing is going to be broadcast from. And you guys can um, you know, hang around in there and stuff, and we'll be picking people with questions or picking people that have uh, specialties and stuff like that. We have some FCs that are going to join us, uh, and they can talk to us about stuff that's going on. All right. One second, let me try to get in touch with these other guys over here. Yeah, why don't we switch over to the live screen uh, and have a look at where the situation is now. Again, we're like four hours, uh, just under four hours to go before this fight gets kicked off. Forever. And, uh, and then after that... Uh, even before that, you're going to see some massive tie-dye, which will slow the game down to about 10% of its actual speed. So for every minute, 10 minutes will actually go by. And uh, a lot is going to um, happen in very short time in the game. But for us, it's going to take hours and hours to get through this fight. Hopefully, it, there is a huge fight. This has the potential to be the biggest fight that Eve has ever seen, bar none. It's... Uh, it's, we've never seen a situation where two mega coalitions are putting all their chips on the table. Whether they push them forward to really bet on this fight remains to be seen. Uh, you will not see, what you will not see, and we're sure of it, is everybody going at the same time, because that's not how these fights happen. They happen in stages of, um, well, escalations. So somebody puts something forward, somebody meets that to match it, and then uh, puts something forward to overcome it, 
and the other group then decides if they want to meet that and escalate that. And it goes just like you would assume uh, one after the other uh, dominoes start to fall. Now, what we're hoping is that there is some kind of mixed signal, bad communication, or any kind of decision that creates the bigger fight, which is like nuclear fusion. Once something gets triggered, then everything starts to come in if uh, both sides are willing. We don't know if that's going to happen, but that's the best case scenario as far as the fans go. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to make, you know, you know, early comparisons to to other things that have happened over the course of EVE history, right? Most notably, you know, something like the BTEC car. Um, and, and it almost seems as though if that doesn't happen, then this was nothing. Um, and that really that really discounts all of the other possibilities that can come kind of, you know, in between. Right. I think everybody is pretty sure that there is going to be something laid down on the field today to go after this. Um, what happens after that is really going to be a um, you know, a response, right? You know, a, you know, a response, a series of responses that that will depend on what intel looks like. You know, what the conditions on the field look like. A whole number of different things, right? Uh, you know, but you know, it doesn't just mean that uh, you know an attack's not going to happen. I'm fairly confident that an attack is going to happen. Well, something's going to happen. Something better happen. Uh, no, definitely something is going to happen. Uh, and, then, and then we'll talk about strategy because this fight is is interesting because it's not just this fight. It's everything that follows this fight that's important. Um, if the, the shit talking. Well, if the Imperium takes this fight, wins this fight, is this their entrance into the North? They say no. The North thinks that that's no. They're going to they're thinks the opposite they think this is the beginning of a campaign to wipe out the north if they don't stop them here in the reverse if um the imperium decides well this isn't really a that important a target which is some of the things you've heard uh, mitani say already it's like well this is just an outpost that was posted too far south into our sphere of influence and we're taking it out um kind of downplaying the importance of it it's not like it's horms hordes home station so if that happens well, I think, look, I think what he was trying to say, though, was basically, if this was, okay, about an invasion of the North, your first step is probably not going and taking out a Keepstar here, right? Um, you don't, this is not blocking the road to the North somehow, right? Um, you know, it's, you, you just wouldn't commence an invasion like that. But is it the first of the momentum that they need? Because once you get momentum, that's a big deal. If you start winning fights, that can propel numbers to go up and everybody wants to participate on the winning side and but, that sort of stuff. But but if you were really looking to take territory, right? If you were really looking to go up there and dislodge people from territory, right? Um, I don't know. Would you would you throw your dick on the table right from the start? I don't know. That that's remains to be seen. Again, the reverse situation is that the North wins this fight or the Imperium doesn't really take it. And they see that as a sign of weakness, and they decide they're going to move in on the J5A Keepstar that belongs to the Imperium inside of Fountain. That's their northern uh, post. If that happens, is that the beginning of invasion of Fountain? Um, so why are these two things important? Because this battle may signify the beginning of a major war in EVE Online, uh, the biggest we've seen in a long time. And but if if that's not the case, if this is just a keep star and the keep star survives or dies and it's not that important, well, then we're kind of back where we were waiting for things uh, 
to happen on large scale and stuff like that. So that's why this is important. It's not only a big fight, but it has big significance. And what comes after is really up in the air. I don't think anybody knows what's going to come after this. Yeah, see, I, you know, and I just kind of disagree. I kind of think that uh, I think that if you know if this thing if this thing lives, okay, then the chance of it being reinforced again, you know, today or in a few days or something like that, just sort of happens again, and maybe we maybe we replay this right, and we have sort of a you know war of uh, you know war of human attrition as to you know how long we can kind of make that go on for right. Um, if it dies. I don't think it changes a damn thing about uh, you know about anything. It, it is not necessarily a keep star is a wonderful thing. Okay, I don't necessarily know that this is technically a a uh, strategic red line linchpin for anybody out there. Well, I'm sure both sides leadership want to like, you know, calm that down because if you, you raise the stakes on them, it, it you know creates creates more of. Um, pressure for them to actually deliver to their members. Nobody wants to demoralize their members by speaking really big and then having no result. Um, so yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't I don't expect that it's a big thing either. You want to keep expectations in check, especially among, uh, you know, your your guys. Uh, so this may be just a, a big uh, saber rattling exercise. Uh, but even if it's that, it's still going to be a large fight by Eve standards. So we're, we're going to win by seeing something happen today. We just don't know if it's going to be gigantic and if it's going to have uh, consequences that reverberate into the future. We don't know that yet. We'll no, see. we don't know that. Yeah. It would be nice, right? I mean, like, like you see, you know, and that's kind of the wishful thinking of Eve, right? The wishful thinking of Eve is that, number one, this battle will turn into a major cataclysmic fight that, like, you know, really pits the two main forces of the, of the Eve universe together for a knockdown throwout battle, right? But more than that, that maybe something would go on after that. Yeah. All right, so our first guest, we're going to have multiple guests on at the same time throughout the day. Uh, but we're going to start here with uh, Graf as soon as I can get him in here. Uh, and we'll see other guests, as I said before that. We have a host of people that are uh, eager to come on to talk to you guys about what's going on. Who do we have coming on first? Graf. Oh, to get a, oh yeah, uh, Graf coming on first? Yeah, the Imperium Discord, it, you can get on it uh, by going to imperium.news. And there is a little Discord button at the very top right or a Discord button at the bottom left. If you hit that, that's actually a link to get you into um, Discord for INN. And if you can get into Discord INN and jump into one of those public channels, uh, we'll give you a drag up as needed. Refilling so, my coffee? <laughs> it's going to be a long day, right? Dude, I got, so, I got so much coffee here, it's just like not even funny. Yeah. Coffee, fleet bottles <laughs> lined up. You know, it's like I'm just totally prepared. What do you call it? A fleet bottle? Fleet bottle, man. What is that? Describe what that is. That would be a uh, that would be an empty bottle that is used <laughs> to make not empty as the course of a fleet goes on. <laughs> oh. I highly recommend the Gatorade 32 ounce with the wide mouth. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you are, I guess. Actually, I've heard horrible nightmare stories about that. People not being able to distinguish their fleet bottle from their beer um, that yeah that's a rookie mistake <laughs> all right um let's see we having trouble getting them on 
All right, guys. So listen, while we're doing this show, um, you guys, it's not really a show. It's kind of a live broadcast. We're going to be here quite a while. If you want to put in some questions, put in some observations, we'll throw out questions and see what you guys think, because you guys really are the um, what people want to read and see and, and talk about. Uh, so you can answer each other. You can uh, you know, signal us and we'll r raise your question on air and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it will be, you know, it will be nice if we can get some people on, uh, you know, who are, who are, you know, I want to say um, behind the leadership of the two groups that are going to be going head to head here, potentially um, ahead of time, because number one ahead of time is always nice because, because then it, then you see what they then say afterwards, right? Yeah. It's funny. You know, one thing that people don't do that often is um, at least in the media business, they don't like, cause we make all kinds of stuff. We like to like, we like to get this predictive thing going where we hear what CCP is doing and then we like to predict where it's going to take the game. We like to see political movements that are on the board and we like to predict where they're going to go. One thing we don't usually do is go back and revisit our our uh, wins and losses. And our horrible there. predictions? Yeah, our horrible predictions where we <laughs> thought it was going to do this and it does that. Like, uh, I thought that Fozzie Saw was going to create a lot of uh, young FCs that would be able to, like... Um, do these smaller errands that needed to be done at the same time that the big fleet fight needed to happen. And I think some of that's happened, but I don't know if some all of that happened. happened. Yeah. No, maybe a 50, 50% credit on that one. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Uh, Vary online says, are you ready to rumble? I imagine you guys are uh, getting ready to fleet up in a couple hours and uh, are ready to go. Some people took the day off. How many people took the day off? X up if you took the day off today for this big fight. Actually, you know what, you're just giving sort of the time that's coming in, right? You may have some U.S. people that have taken the day off. I mean, obviously, you took the day off. I'm not, you know, doing any of my work from home today. Um, you know, uh, the EU folks, though, are, start, are are having to consider, am I going to have to take tomorrow off, right? Because, I mean, this is going to kick off in kind of a late EU, but not quite yet there for, for your uh, U.S. prime sort of time. Um, you know, so, so U.S. people are probably going to be able to get home in time to, to, um, get in if this does in fact kick off and reinforcements need to come in and things like that. Right. Um, EU on the other hand are going to have to be there to, to start it off and, and the, you know, the unemployed and off from work, uh, you know, you know, the Western hemisphere types, um, but then they're going to have to decide whether or not, you know, and, and how long they stay for if this does go, right? So tomorrow is going to be a uh, rough morning for a lot of EU people, I'd have to imagine. Right. What's the start? The start's at about 8.30 their time. Uh, and, and we'll go at least five hours. I imagine six. <clears throat> I can't imagine anything lower than that. So they're going to go deep into their night. If it goes all the way to... Well, I mean, it's, it, it's, six, it's 6.20 UTC right now. Right so, now. you know, 18.20. So this is another three and a half hours. That's what, I mean, no, I mean, you, you, you're talking this, like the timer itself is going off somewhere around 10 and change their time, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, you so know, for, it's Ger for Germans, it's a little bit later and so forth. Oh, you're right. It's not, eight, it's not 8.30, it's 10.30. I, I imagine that uh, 8.30 is the form ups and all that kind of stuff. So that must be what I was thinking of. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we're uh, already having some trouble getting Grath in here. We will uh, bring in guests as we can get them. A lot of them are waiting on Talking In Stations Discord. 
uh, but we've moved over to INN Studio, so we're picking up people from INN, and just well, so if you can get to INN Discord. I mean, do. What's that? Yeah, jump into a public room uh, for those of you that are set to join us, and we can drag from public rooms up. Uh, okay, here's a. We'll, we'll get Grath on in a second. I want to bring on somebody that is known to you, the tournament uh, world. And uh, this is Moderator, and he's known to you from various things, but mostly the Alliance Tournament and uh, Small Gang PvP. How are you doing, Moderator? Doing well. How about yourself, Matt Roll? Really good. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you uh, making some time for this, uh, this big fight. So how is it going? Do you have a dog in this fight? Is that how they call it? Is that what they say? Yeah, I'm actually in Snuffed Out these days, so I'm going to be uh, involved in this fight. All right. Um, now, I think of you as kind of a small gang guy. Uh, where does that come from? Are you a tournament player? Yeah, I got into the whole casting uh, gig as a result of some of the experience I had as a caster for some other titles and tournament experience I had in the Yeah, so like a broadcaster, is that what you mean by caster? Yes. How, now, what got you interested in that sort of thing? Like, what, what's the career path of someone that is accomplished as you in, in casting? Because you've already made it up to doing the Alliance tournament and stuff like that. Well, I had done some volunteer casting for some smaller tournaments uh, for World of Tanks Wargaming North America. I had previously been kind of a semi-pro player in that scene, and I got to know some people in the industry, and as a result got to kind of get some experience casting for that title, and I was able to put that on my resume when I applied for the position casting the Alliance Tournament. Check that out. All right, real quick, we're going to be doing this, talking to guests about themselves, the things they're interested in, but we're also going to give you updates as we go along today on uh, numbers in local uh, as the form-ups happen. We already have some numbers coming in. So on the Horde side, which would be the Northerner side, we have 875 pilots, um, mostly from NC, a lot of them from Darkness, uh, but that's a total of uh, 800 and. Uh, 80 so far it's ticking upwards on the southern front the imperium has over a thousand just over a thousand uh, fighters that are now logging in and uh, getting ready those numbers we expect them to go up well, those are just those are just the mains that are logged in at the moment yeah and so those are mostly uh goon swarm which is about 690 you have initiative in there at about 100, Bastion about 72, and uh, TNT 53. Are you one of the... <laughs> you want to tell us about TNT, Dirk? I, I'm not logged in at the moment, so so I'm not so, one of them. So at least 54 from TNT when Dirk... Yeah, at least 54. Yeah. All right, no, no less than 54. <laughs> uh, these numbers are brought to us thanks to Joe, uh, who works for INN, or works for INN, Joe Barbarian. Thank you very much for doing these scans. Um all right, moderator. So, so you got into casting. Then you um, were you like a PvPer before that, and and what kind of PvP did you enjoy? So prior to getting involved in the tournament scene, I'd done pretty much every scale of PvP there was. 
I had been doing a lot of small gang and solo uh, with some of the people from Hydra and Camel, but I'd also had experience in massive tie-dye fights, for example, in VTechR with Sniggerdly. I was in PL for uh, about a year and a half, so I've done kind of the full gambit of everything at this point. Yeah. And now you're doing uh, large-scale warfare. What are you flying today? I'll be flying a super and a fax and a couple of the red ults in this fight, should it actually kick off. Wow, so listen to that, man. Quad boxing, huh? That's, he's, that's... He, he's moderator, man. He's, he's got all them <laughs> arms. Where's I mean, that name come from? You know, I honestly don't recall. I think I got this at some point when I was in high school, and I just kind of forgot and stuck with it. It was uh, unique enough, and it wasn't really anything really embarrassing. You know, sometimes people come up with usernames like, for example, like Desktick or 88 or something they really wish wasn't their email address that they have 10 years now when they're an actual adult. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. People have to live with the mistakes they made as teenagers. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to happen today? Do you have, uh, give us your idea of uh, strategy and stuff like that. Honestly, I just want to see uh, if there's going to be any plays made on either side that we see a repeat of in the uh, first armor timer that we had a week ago. I want to see if uh, we see more Judy Miyaka-like plays where we have both ones deployed to clear off uh, sub or sub capitals and uh, just regular carriers and dreads from the grid and what kind of control can be gained that way. Uh, but for the most part, I reasonably expect both sides to stick to their actual structures anchored and send swarms of fighters at each other. That's what they did last time, isn't it? Like uh, they kind of keep the, they keep the, ships the super carriers or carriers near a friendly citadel and this keepstar by the way is surrounded by friendly citadels to the imperium so they can sit on those things and have um tethered be uh, be tethered to the structure while they launch fighters and that allows them to instantly grab safety if they need it uh, also while deploying fighters to do the damage that, that they're doing uh you know, to the structure and to their target and stuff. So it, it is kind of a strategy they use to reinforce that. Uh, you expect they'll do that again today. It's such a powerful tool. I don't see why either side wouldn't make use of the tether mechanic. It's I mean, it's fairly standard operating procedure at this point, right? More or less. I mean, again, there's no reason not to use it. Um, one thing that could be interesting, but I don't think will happen is uh, we see Titans get set up at roughly 300 kilometers off of the actual Keepstar. With Faxes in reserve, we've seen um, other Keepstars get sieged that way, but probably not something that could happen today. But I hope it does because it would definitely uh, result in a massive escalation without to happen. Do you think there's any chance whatsoever after the recent talk about coming structure changes that one side or the other might deploy the GTOF module on Titans in this fight? Uh, my understanding is that the GTFO doesn't actually affect um, carriers and above that it supplies to subcaps. Subcaps, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There's absolutely no reason not to use it. It's such a powerful mechanic. And if you can throw off a hostile fleet for what is essentially the entirety of the actual timer, 
given that this fight will be in 10% tie-dye, there's no reason not to do so. And I hope that eventually that mechanic that we see on Singularity does get walked back. Hmm. All right, we're also joined right now by Drunk Canadian. <clears throat> How's it going, Drunk? DC? You know, just flying my interceptor, trying to get you here. All right, so you're getting prepared. Um, and Podrick, uh, a streamer for INN. Hello. Yep. How's it going, Podrick? I'm pretty good. Just got finished making food. My drink cans. Ready for a long four or five hours sitting. Yeah, I hope people did uh, some exercise before this all gets going. All right, so we we're just talking strategy with Moderator and Dirk, and uh, we got to know Moderator a little bit. Uh, strategy will probably be the same strategy that was used to send this thing into reinforce uh, initially. Then things may actually come undone. At least that's what we're hoping for. But there's what what would be the natural escalation pattern for these uh, for battles like this? Moderator, can you help us out? in terms of in terms of sieging the keep star yeah like what, what should we expect to see if everything goes according to planned uh what the escalations are what counters what on the way through it what we would likely want to see for, at least from the imperium side is that if you send significant fighters after the keep star uh, pds can only activate for a certain amount of time uh, obviously uh, the gotg and uh, nc panfam side is going to have things like scorpions to jam fighters that have relatively weak strength to their sensors and also to have uh, anti-fighter fighters so that will be things like grams equites that can tackle and then kill the fighters and try to reduce dps that way but there's almost no way that the sustained dps cap doesn't get hit unless we see some sort of a major distraction uh, like there was with the three titans that tried to boast on in the armor timer I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do something like that again. Hey, Grath. Want to introduce Grath Talkin, who's, in, who's joining us now. It's nice to have him here. Thanks for showing up, Grath. Hello. Yeah, we're so lucky to have you. It uh, it didn't look like it was going to work out, but things uh, did. You want to know why? why? Well, I'll entertain your stream real quick. So we got <laughs> yeah. these plumbers, right? I'm doing this tile job, and they uh, didn't cap the toilet supply line last week and turn the water on and flooded this guy's house. So he was pretty mad at him. Well, it got super cold here last night, and they had turned the heat off yesterday while they were working on the house, and they never turned it back on. So it went down to minus seven, and now not just one pipe leaks, they all fucking leak. And this dude <laughs> is mad as shit. <laughs> so oh, I got no. to come home early. <laughs> well, that's good. Good sabotage, Grass. We knew it was you. <laughs> got a big fight. Got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> got to sabotage this day job. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty awful for that guy, and... That's going to suck because I'm going into construction on my house pretty soon, too. So I have to worry about all that stuff. Yikes. We had to move a bunch of his boxes around. He's an accountant for Paramount Pictures. I found a contract for the New York cast and crew for Vanilla Sky uh, in one of the boxes. Like, oh. the guy does, like, actually, he's, like, he's got money. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. So you can see how much the actors were making on that movie? Uh, I'm not touching his papers. Everything in the house is on camera. So I don't. I, I moved the box and looked down and went, oh, that says Vanilla Sky on it. That's a contract. And that's when I put the box down because this guy's the most paranoid person I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Matter all, are you hosting this? I am actually not hosting it. This is hosted by INN. Um, no, like, but who's actually like streaming it right now? Live Shifter. 
Life Shifter's got it. People are complaining about the music. Oh, do we have music in the background? Apparently. Yeah, um... Yeah, maybe you can shut off the music now, Life Shifter, if that's alright. Um, if it's cool. You know, my wife is actually a film accountant, uh, and she's done a lot of big films, uh, too, so... We, we've talked about some of these salaries and stuff. They're pretty outrageous. But the salaries aren't the outrageous part. What's really funny about uh, Hollywood is is all the free stuff they get given. I like free stuff. Yeah, they do too. Maybe I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Going off on one of them tangents. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> on a tangent. Don't let me these... be the one to roll you back. But <laughs> All right, you're right. But it's interesting stuff, and it's not stuff that many people have access to. So I, I thought, you know... People like entertainment. They like their movies. They like their video games. So I thought it fed in. All right. But yeah, let's get back to Eve Online. Grath, we're glad that the pipes exploded. Welcome uh, to the show. Um, can you, uh, Grath, tell us like uh, what usually happens in your point of view on the uh, these kinds of fights? Um, honestly, honestly, they're all like they've been, they've been, They've degenerated into staring contests because, like you'll see, it said over and over again, all the big fights that have ever happened happened by accident. Uh, they either happened by accident or Seamus logged on and told everybody to jump. That's, that's been the experience for Pandemic Legion throughout the years, and Seamus doesn't play anymore. So um, today will be interesting. I think I don't know. I, I feel like each side will sit tethered uh, and try and stop the other side. Uh, there might be. Some, some shenanigans involved. Like I said, I, I am completely detached myself from anything. Like the most I've done in Eve for the past week is lots of exploration. I'm having a lot of fun with that on a completely non-affiliated Pandemic Legion, which is shocking for me because well, I've jumped into a 20-man gate camp on grass and a vagabond before and had everybody run away. I'm like, oh, and they're like, nice, I know. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And now this guy can jump into people and they'll actually fight me and brawl. Uh, which is kind of nice, but uh, I so I don't know what our plan is. Um, so you're not, I, you're not flying anything today? No, I don't have time. I have to be somewhere at five, so I wasn't sure. Like if it if it turns into a fight, then I'll be like the keep starting to come out for three hours, so that would be like about four o'clock my time. <laughs> uh, so either I get into the fight and I have somewhere I have to go an hour later, or uh, I don't go into the fight at all. So I decided. I decided not to be involved in it. Like I'm just, I would just be an F1 pusher in this fight, yeah. and uh, I'm not not that interested in it. It, it, it like it's a French keep star, and it it just doesn't have that much. It's a French value star. as far. Yeah, looking at it, I thought it looked a little soft. They're yeah. gonna launch cows over the walls. Hey, life shifter, could you like Photoshop a like a baguette <laughs> between the the keep stars towers or something? they seem pretty amped though like like gobbins has been pretty amped pl's been moving people around and shuffling stuff all week nc dot's been moving around and shuffling stuff so i mean who knows maybe maybe uh maybe terrible things happen today and you guys get to spend 19 hours at 10 percent of regular time i for one hope somebody <laughs> else gets to experience that hell <laughs> you're, you're done with it right uh you you were at uh, btac r right yeah, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I took over when Manny decided he needed to go to bed. How long did he have control before uh, you took over? Uh, from like 5 a.m. my time, I would say. Too, because too I long? laid down. 
yeah. <laughs> well, I would say 5 a.m. till about 10 a.m. He was he was in control long enough to make the the worst decision chain in the history of the world, and then it was left to me to try and save things while so everybody he, died. He handed you like a mess. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 That already happened. That happens a lot though, so no problem. Actually, can we talk about that a little bit? Because that's the only thing that's comparable to today. Uh, it surpasses today if today doesn't actually go off. But what was that like? He hands you. What was the situation when you got handed uh, control of um, the BTAC R, the uh, PLNC side of things? Um, well, somebody had called Sorts Avatar Primary, and I was like talking to Vince about something, and they're like, "Keep calling the Avatar," and I'm like. Vince, why are they shooting an avatar? This feels dumb. And so Vince started yelling at one thing, and then and everybody was asking if they should still jump in. And I think at that point we were still unsure. Um, so we were calling more jumps and more jumps and more jumps and more jumps. And then uh, somebody started taking a running count of what was showing up dead. And at that point it was like, okay, well, let's not jump anymore because this is going way more grim than we thought it was. And at that point it became like you'd start looking around, you'd find guys near the edge of the bubble, like Salah Cameron and his nano rag where he just drove out of the bubbles and jumped out. So good. <laughs> That's pretty good. And you start organizing things like waffles, bombing runs to try and blow some bubbles up so a couple of the other supers get out. We actually saved way more than I thought we ever mm -hmm. would in that fight just through uh, yeah. clever tricks and tactics and stuff like that to try and free the bubbles off the guys for just a second. All they needed was a second. Yeah, the Sinos were waiting for them to jump to. What like how so how long? Give us an idea of how long it was before you guys realized we we got to take evasive maneuvers instead of bringing more people in. Uh, I was up at two. I would say by one in the afternoon, probably we were by about three hours. I would say after about three hours, we knew that things were going sideways. And then the bad part was is from one in the afternoon until about four a.m. my time, it was just sitting there like, oh, they're shooting me. Okay, well, you're fucking dead. Good luck. <laughs> Who's who's next? <laughs> I had an, I, I had a uh, Aussie yeah, guy from my corp who uh, went to sleep for three hours, woke back up in his dreadnought, and just kept sitting there. Yeah, yeah, we had somebody that did, I think it was Cataclysm, maybe. Like she did that. She like went to sleep, woke up, still there, no problem. Yeah, that was a guy. Neon, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard stories like that. People would like take off for a few hours, then come back, and everything's the same. Now you got a lot of you got a lot of people out there who bitch about you know tie dye, and somewhere I'm feeding back over somebody's thing. I'm not sure whose it is, but um, you, you know they bitch about tie dye. They think it's one of the worst things ever. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't have the perspective of of what big fights, and we're not even talking about really big fights, but you know what big fights used to be in this game and the dreaded black screen of death and all that kind of stuff. I mean, one thing that we have to remember, like as Nullsec, is is um, CCP didn't give us slow fights in tie-dye, right? We bring that upon ourselves by choosing to to have these sorts of engagements um, where, where tie-dye is going to exist. But at least tie-dye does exist because it's better to shoot slowly than it is just, uh, you know, disconnect. Any Imperium guy that wants to know what it's like, ask Sister Bliss about the BKG fight when Fatal Empire lived up north. Uh, they were installed by Mercenary Coalition and when the north decided which was like Old Razor and Morses Behe, uh, decided that they were going to remove Fatal and Empire. The, the final fight came down to BKG and like a couple hundred people on each side, which back then was a big fight, 
And when we jumped in, it was, or actually, I don't even think it was when we jumped in. I think they jumped into us and nothing. We didn't see anything. Like, it was just staring at a blank screen for hours and hours and hours. Then the leadership of both alliances fucked Bliss over and, you know, set, set standing. So as we're trying to shoot these dudes, they kept turning blue and disappearing from your overview. And they were still shooting us. It was grim. It was fucked up. But if you ever fought a fight before time dilation, time dilation's not that bad. At least the game still functions. Yep, exactly. You know, you know, and again, I mean, this is just sort of part of playing, you know, big null sec fleets. Um, we know what this is. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they don't like that stuff, and rightfully so. So they stick to smaller groups, so they stick to smaller gang warfare or, or that sort of thing. But this is just another game mechanic. Plus, flying an interceptor in this time, that makes it the funnest thing ever. I, we, uh, when they first changed interceptors, me and Jeff did little. Uh, a little like small gang thing during big fleet fights down south where we would go and hunt down everybody's off-grid links. It took us 40 minutes in two interceptors to kill a link Tengu because of time dilation. So long. Just sit there just pecking away at him with rockets. So, Graf, I think, uh, I, think I, just, I think I just noticed that, at least in the video, I can only see the bottom of it, but I think somebody <laughs> made the Eiffel Tower above, uh, above the Keepstar with, uh, with, you know, I don't know if it's uh, mobile depots or cans or something. It looks like cans. So let me bring a moderator back in here. Moderator, you're now with Snuff, you were saying? Was that who you've been with for a while? Uh, no, I was recently uh, with Skill Yourself after having been in the Tuskers for their Alliance tournament run, but unfortunately... The alliance I was in didn't work out, so I'm in snuffed out at the for the time being. Are you having a are you having a good time there? Were you were you in before or after they joined the Imperium? Um, I've been in snuffed out um, a couple of different times uh, in the past during um, uh, what was World War B or uh, I guess we're on the and so the Casino War. So you can say anything you uh, want. It's fine. Just a bit of a tongue-in-cheek, but um, no, I mean I'm enjoying it. I I've had an I had an alt in uh, snuff for a while, so uh, I had a lot of fun in Project Mayhem as well. So when they merged into snuff, I stuck with it. Project Mayhem. Were you involved at all with the uh, Keepstar that was destroyed? They they lost a Keepstar. Uh, that was before my time. I was around. I was around uh, for the Vehement kill, but I wasn't around for the Keepstar. Yeah, I don't know. If, was that Tazy? Because that seems like a... That was, yeah, that was Project Mayhem in Tazy, the first one to be killed as it was on onlining, right? Yeah. Hey, get out of there. Just seems like that would not be the best spot, considering all the people around you, to plant a Keepstar. I didn't realize it was in Tazy. I think that was like a 4 a.m. form of my time. <laughs> I mean, so you know, when people talk about how long some of these things take or when they go off and whatnot, um, that's that's sort of, I hate to say it, that's sort of the allure of Eve. All right, reports that 1,500 are in J5A. We'll do some scans and see what's going on there. Pretend that I haven't been uh, paying attention to anything. Who lives in J5A? Is that Imperium Stadium? That's or? Imperium. Uh, yeah, let's see. the uh, fountain area was sold to uh, the Imperium. Basically, the the culture left. They were bored, and so they've sold it off to the Imperium for three hundred seventy billion. 
And with that came a Keepstar. I believe it wasn't rigged, but it was there, and it was in J5A already planted. So that became a new forward operating base for the Imperium, which is on the border of Cloud Ring, which really allows influence into this area, which is why you're seeing this uh, conflict develop from that sail. The conflict may have developed anyway, but it did allow uh, amazingly fast travel speed from Delve all the way up to Cloud Ring uh, to the order of 28 minutes to get a super capital fleet from Delve uh, to there with a little bit of you know rest time after that for um, you know uh, fatigue, jump fatigue. But other than that, that's you know a response time that's amazing for a fleet that big. So, do you remember the alliance that lived in Fountain that didn't just wither and die? Uh, it's a trick question. P there's PL, never been PL no, there's, didn't no it killed us. <laughs> yeah, it just killed you. There was we had thirty man fleet. Somebody uh made a joke earlier in your chat about the thirty PL dudes. Sorry, buddy, we've been putting like two hundred plus people in fleets for the past couple weeks. Uh, but when we left Fountain, yeah, we had like thirty dudes in fleets. And uh, oh really? Oh yeah, it was grim. Like that was that was the closest the alliance ever came to dying was after losing Dang. Fountain. Uh, it was pretty close. Like Elise's core. Uh, oh shit, my original corp like fucked off and left the Alliance and like it was grim. Fountain is a life-sucking black hole that is the farthest bright point from anything fun to do in this game. Um, and it's always been that way. Everybody that goes there just shrivels up and dies. Like, I mean, great, you can make tons of money as a member out there, but nobody comes to see you because there's nothing to do. You get to deal with the guys that live in Fountain Core who have lived in Fountain Core since 2007. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, I had a situation where I was, uh, here's another tangent for you, Dirk. I was, I was in college and my friends, we got like the most popular guys and we're like, yeah, we're going to move into an apartment and ours will be the party apartment. So we go to this apartment, four of us rent it, nobody visits. It was the most dismal, unfun year of college. Fountain's the same way, but I've heard Fountain's really good for roaming. Like that's like good, good roaming grounds. I, I mean, I don't, I've never, it's been so long since I roamed out there. Right? It's because it's so far away. It's like, I got to get, plus you got to get, like, if you're coming from Empire, you have to cross Aridia. And like, you know, Imperium's nice and delved because they've got a great big Rottweiler that lives in the front yard. It may not be <laughs> friendly to them, but it, it still lives in the front yard. Like crossing Aridia sucks. Uh, Los Echnaya is a pain in the ass. Yeah. They're, they're brutal. They, uh. And they'll they'll pick you off large or small. They have uh, they have uh, like a smart bombing battleships on gates, so your interceptors uh, get picked off. Uh, yeah, they, they, they are dedicated they to the too. cause. Yeah, they killed my one of my or they killed a Bargus I was in one time. I waited like twenty minutes to try and like sneak my pod out. It was super super careful. Jumped into one section, a high second. I had like one more low sec system to go through, and I like I hopped in, whooped the out gate, blam. Smart bomb on the gate, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's the one they get you at. It's like one or two in in or out of the the region, but they're always there, and uh, they they really are a thorn in the side of everybody that's uh, that tries to move around. Uh, okay, so we have new numbers. The uh, the Imperium. No, sorry, this is actually the Northerners. We'll just call them Northerners for this fighter up to like twelve hundred, actually like eleven seventy. Most of that, about four hundred combatants, are uh, Northern Coalition. Free people, yeah. The people, people, people north of the wall. The free people, yeah. The wildlings, yeah. And the Lannisters down here in the south, uh, we'll call that the Imperium Lannisters are um, 
again, over uh, about approaching 1,500 combatants already as people form up. A thousand of those are uh, Goon Swarm, and uh, in it again has about 120, and Bastion's up to about over 100, and TNT at 80. I say that because Dirk recently rejoined TNT. Not, I, logged, get... I, I logged mine in, so I'm you know potentially a part of that now. Not to get you and Grath into a fight here, because I don't want to see what happens, but... I win. <laughs> hey, he's uh, not even in fleet today, so I don't want to hear about it. I would uh, expect... I mean, you got three hours for a timer. Like, whatever numbers you're seeing right now, I would expect to get significantly higher. There's almost no reason for a significant number of the forces to be logged in. Especially with right. groups like NC Dot or PL or something like that that are used to nice flash forms. I mean, they've been prepping all week, right? So all the their, their tools are in place. They just need to pick them up and go. Uh, so I would expect to see those numbers swell significantly closer to the timer for either of those groups. Whereas like Horde, GOGG, they I put some extra letters in there, no problem. But they uh, <laughs> they take a little longer to get moving. Uh, they're a little bulkier. A little slower on the form and so they might start forming now you'll see them probably swell up but i wouldn't expect to see any significant presence from pl or nc dot till probably about an hour and a half yeah oddly enough uh, pl's uh, only at 53 which um yeah I there's no reason sense. to log in yeah, yeah it's three hours i don't sit around for three hours have you ever met the people that are in pl i don't want to <laughs> hang out with them for three hours for nothing yeah it's true yeah i think it's funny it's it it almost feels like the the I, this is gonna sound arrogant, but the guys with experience are like, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm just gonna chill out in the green room or in my hotel room until I'm ready to go on stage. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know, you know, and one of the things that we haven't discussed, you know, because obviously, obviously, um, the Imperium has that keep star down in J5A, which is you know two gates away from from uh, super capital jump range into the target system. Um, the North has has just put up a, a new keep star up there, that's within Sino range into nine tac four. So both both are sitting right now, kind of in you know protected areas where they could just be chill. Yeah, people are logged in right now. Maybe they're making some final adjustments to you know to whatever they need to with overviews and and ship loadouts and everything like that. But obviously, we've still got three hours until this goes down. Let's call it ninety minutes until maybe you start to see some legitimate movement out there. Um, I feel like you read Progod's post with their safe areas. What would their safe areas? We're going to get him in here to talk speaking about Speaking of Progod's post. Let's get him in here. <laughs> we'll get him in here. Graf, do you not feel guilted into uh, not cowarding out today? Or... <laughs> like, does, does, does that shit nothing, actually work for any commander? I was going to say, there's nothing that Vili or Progod could ever say to me about jumping into a fight to make me feel guilty. Because between the two of them, like if you stuck them one on top of each other, they'd make a giant chicken mascot. Fuck those guys. I, I don't, like, it's fine. They can make the pose. And they, somebody was right. Like somebody said it. If we duke it out, right? And we have some big, massive fucking carnage festival over here that puts them in a really strong position post-fight. So he's not really calling anybody out. He's doing the weakest bullshit psychological fucking warfare in the history of the world. Like, you guys really need to fight. Yeah, sure. I'm sure you really, really want us to fight. Go fuck yourself. How about that? All right. Here, yeah, is, that... here is Pro God. He's just joined us. Thanks oh, Pro God. Out. You oh. fucking shit monkey. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Hey, Don't tackle nice anybody. to see you, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Pro God. Thanks. Um, this is the pregame show. We're just going to be chill here. 
for people who don't know, and most do, Progod is an FC for Test. Before that, he was the head FC and basically leader of Nully Segunda. Uh, and uh, he's here with us today uh, to tell us. Uh, he's. Are you actually going to be in this fight, Progod? Um, no. You're busy. <laughs> <laughs> you see. <laughs> you're busy uh, doing what that precludes you from helping out? Manicure. Um, I have a work call. Yeah, it's about. All right. Well, we have to. Well, actually, no, no. I, that that ends like an hour before the fight. I could be there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, actually, test is not really here in large numbers, are they? I mean, yeah. It like to be helpful, we'd have to move like a whole cat fleet up there. Otherwise, we're just kind of contributing to the lag. Right. Right. So, so no chance that you know you're riding in, you know, like the Rohan, you know, into the Battle of Helm's Deep, right? You know, I, right I've got I've, everybody's engaged. I've got something planned, just not with Test. Yeah, that's code talk for he's going to shoot some of our shit in Providence. I would assume. Fucking pro I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, is there any chance there'll be an attack on the uh, flank of the northern forces coming up from the south from uh, Test? Um. No, I don't think so. He, he we yeah. moved like we moved a week ago. Like, like most of the, like most everything, most of the logistics for this fight started like last Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, putting down your putting down a new keep star just a stage for a single fight, and that's where the game is now. It's kind of crazy. I, I actually tried to talk about that last week on the Open Com show, and they just kept oh, didn't want that. Until I got mad, like I was asking a legitimate question: What's the value of this Keepstar? Because everybody wants this to be the million dollar fight that you're posting about, but I don't understand. And I mean, I feel like I've got a fairly good fucking grasp of the game mechanics. The value that is being verbally assigned to this Keepstar, I just don't see there because it's not like they're rare. Of it's course. not like they're outside of like the ability of any of the groups here to field and lose multiple ones of. And it's definitely not worth losing fifty titans over or something well, like yeah. that. So, so in in when when I'm being serious about it, uh, we were talking about it the other day about you know how the fight could go down, and they were talking. Some of the people were mentioning like, well, what about the keep start timer? And I'm like, when you've got five hundred titans on the field, a keep star is irrelevant. As weird as that sounds, like it doesn't even matter. It's what five titans worth of value. Then you guys basically sacrificed three titans and a bosun uh you know a suicide bosun thing last time that's mm. half a keep star yeah, so unfortunately unfortunately so judy miyaka got out judy made a kaka i love judy he's a that's a wild dude but yeah i mean that was, free. A good play. that was a good play it's uh i mean we're, we're we're only this is this is new territory for everybody i mean it, we're still as as even though the citadel mechanics have been around a while and the capital mechanics have been around a while, it takes a long time for the meta to develop in this game at this level. Um, a year and a half is not very long. Um, you know, it took the Dominion mechanics four or five years to reach what everyone would consider, I guess, the you Farm know state. fully developed. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it's it is what it is. I don't know. I I. Kind of blown away by the whole thing. At this point, I want to introduce uh, uh, Harvey from uh, the Culture. Uh, he was the CEO of the Culture before, and uh, he's well known as an FC for many years now. Is that right, Harvey? Well, I've been about well known, but 
I'm I'm PL now. I'm PL, but former coach of media. Hello, That's right. hello. Shows you how in touch with my alliance I am nowadays. I know he was in the alliance. I know he was the peak. I just didn't know he was in it. <laughs> he is. Now you know. Uh, Harvey, are you lined up uh, to fight in this one, or what's going on with you? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. What? Um, actually, we talked about this again uh, on Talking In Stations, and also we had a private talk with uh, Killer B late one night in preparation for the show. And uh, maybe, you know, since we have a larger audience now, we have over 1,000 people who are watching live. Can you tell us uh, about... Uh, the culture and uh, when they decided to leave Fountain and when they, you know, when you guys is, figured is out you want to sell. I try and persuade everyone it's not my fault. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily a fault thing. It's more uh, uh, just yeah, I mean, circumstances. The, yeah, the circumstances, you know, well, I decided that we weren't going to, that we wanted to leave Fountain and uh, the easiest way to deal with the Keepstar and J5A was to find someone to buy it. And uh, we ended up selling it to goons, and they are using it to stage this assault, I guess. So, solid decision making in hindsight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not even in hindsight. To be honest, Graf, I knew at the time when I was selling it. I, you know, we, I talked, you know, we were, we were talking about it with Ratner and that, and I was like, you know, if goons have this to keep start, they're going to extend, you know. And I thought, oh yeah, that'd be good, you know, that they could, they could overextend a little bit, you know, and there'll be a you know, they'll be vulnerable rather than just have them sitting in Delve all, all, you know, for the rest of time. You know, obviously I didn't didn't envisage they'd have such a such a large blob that came. Well, I suppose that, you know, that was naive of me, but um yeah, I did I did think about the fact that, you know, they would use it to come out. Well, this kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I I remember we were talking about it internally last week, like we we were tech checking our intel. It was like, did goons run some kind of super move off that we weren't aware of? Uh, I mean, it's just it seemed like they were screwing around in cloud ring, and then all of a sudden, two hundred and forty titans showed up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's about the geography, really. You know, um, it, it it didn't come out of nowhere for me because we were in, you know, obviously we were so ingrained in Fountain and we understood the geography because we lived it, you know, and goons were always, you know five minutes away tops you know they only they only had to take one sino from one dq and they're on the fountain gate they enter you know they enter fountain and then it's it's only a couple of hops i mean i know you, you people might be aware that fountains basically two regions it's kind of divided it has a real yeah split down then the you get the big c and four gate jump yeah but it's still you know if you if you control the region it's quite isolated so actually moving through it you know they can take some gates and stuff and it's not risky really so and like you say you don't see it happening so you just sort of one minute they're in one dq you know half an hour an hour later and they're looking into cloud ring and into the north you know and i knew that when i sold the keep star you know we, me and Ragnar were fully aware and we just thought yeah you know what's wrong with that what's wrong with a bit of war <laughs> yeah i mean uh I don't know. I think it's good for the game. I, uh... You know, people shit on Vince about, I would say, March last year. Um, maybe a little after that. I guess right after you guys moved to Delve and people started seeing all the Rorkles mining there, um, he said, you know, if we don't go down there and stop them, they're going to be a nightmare in a year. Oh, uh, yeah. Close. I said that. Right? I, I was, well, I, th I thought we should have followed him, but 
You did follow them, right? You did. I you did. did. No Nobody one else, else did. came. No one else came. You're hanging. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's all fun. Like this, this is good for the game. This is um, I know we've been playing so long. I don't. I don't even. It's it needs something like this. Well, that was one of the uh, uh, things that I had said too on uh, the Talking Station show was that, look, these Delve can only grow stronger. You need to run disruption missions uh, to slow them to slow their growth down. If you want to stay, you know, have some parity with them because eventually well, they are. Grow. It doesn't even matter. It seems. I mean, they're just really? outpacing any kind of disruption you can do. Yeah, uh, Rorkos mine a lot for sure. Like they're they're Rorkos mine a lot, and there's some dudes in there that have like ten and fifteen or twenty seven, weird shit like that. Like I didn't even, I couldn't even imagine. The one commodity that kind of remains to be seen if it will continue for the Imperium is whether or not their morale uh, would sustain if we do get into another kind of prolonged conflict. That's usually been what's given out for them in kind of the last couple conflicts they've had. I will criticize our side in that this has been going on. Like, these timers give you plenty of time to plan, right? Like, fucking shit tons of time. And uh, it would appear that my side is perfectly willing to let the Imperium dictate the entire pace of this fight. Um, they're not doing anything to attempt to disrupt or derail any plans that you guys may have. They're just sitting there with their butt cheeks spread apart waiting to take it. And I mean... You know, whatever. That's what, what you want to do. I just feel like at this point, you've had seven days uh, while this timer was going on, and there's not a single timer that's been created in, in that a goon would care about somewhere else in the game. There's nothing to draw their attention away from this. So if this was an actual threat, uh, which I don't actually feel like it is because nobody fucking really wants cloud rain. They just want to blow a thing up. But if it was an actual threat, they would just be waiting to get well, here, right here's the only thing that I was curious about, Grath, that we were, the other thing we were talking about internally is, um, I don't know if you read some of Goon's pings, but they were, they were telling people to resubscribe to the game and every, this is it, you know, get back in. And it, I, I mean, I've been playing the game for a while. I, I know what it'd feel like if I was feeling 200, you know, if I was a Titan pilot and then I saw 250 Titans on my side, on the same side, all of a sudden, like, how do you de-escalate from here? Like, let's just assume for the sake of argument that not much, you know, not many Titans or no Titans die today. It's just what we expect it to be. A bunch of fighters, you know, a thousand kilometers off, uh, transversing that distance. And maybe the Keepstar dies, maybe it doesn't. How do you de-escalate from here? Though? You just tell 250 Titan pilots to go back home. It was fun. Yeah, that is kind of a weird question. They are all kind of uppity at this point. Something, something has to burn, right? That is like a, a bit of a crying wolf thing. You know, how many times can they... Uh... Can they do this where the when the guys those well that's that's you know something what? that uh, was bullshit. that's something that alliance leaders you know take into consideration a lot like you can't just uh tell your people you know you can't hype them all the time and not deliver like you have to be very cautious about that yeah, yeah. we have a super big ping that we generally only use for absolute emergencies and we taught some of the other people how to use it and they started using it for silly shit like roam fleets and stuff like that it's like no 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 you don't use that that's like that's the horn on top of the fucking mountain. You don't blow it unless there's all kinds of bad shit going on. I don't want to hear about your Does stupid ass problems, Rome. No. I mean, it's obviously not the horde horn, but it must no, have a name. The big ping is what we call it. <laughs>
Because, like, uh, we ping so much. Our ping system is different than most people's. Like, if you get on PL comms, like, when there's a fleet, you'll get 30 or 40 pings for it. If it's an important fleet, you might get pings for 10 minutes solid. And because of that, a lot of people turn ping sounds off. It doesn't matter if you have ping sounds off when we put the big ping out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just recently followed the guy to get the, uh, you know, the IRC pings from PL. And, and the default noise, you know, is the most excruciating of pings, you know, a literal down your eardrum, rattle your brain ping. And I, you know, I followed the guy that I realized afterwards it was obviously a bit of a troll. And I've since found a, a softer wave file to like ease my mind a bit. Because, yeah, uh, like you say, it goes on and on. And on. I don't remember, you, I don't know if you remember Freeze from a long time ago, Colonel Freeze, but he keyed up one time in the middle of a ping spam. And it turns out he had the, the Klaxion noise from Star Trek, uh, the red alert noise. Man, when people in PL found that out, they pinged him for about a half an hour afterwards. He was trying to have C with speakers on, and all you could hear in the background, burp, 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 nuts. <laughs> all right, I'd like to take a second to introduce K Color as FC for the Imperium and Goonswarm, I believe. How are you doing, K Color? What's up? It seemed, uh, seemed a bit uh, too northerny in here, so. Yeah, we'll balance it out. Well, we got TNT. We got uh, a couple of TNT. TNT. <laughs> I'm just here as a co-host. Why is that so funny? <laughs> just saying, I'm not. I'm just here. I'm just here as a co-host. I'm not here to, uh, you know. But yeah, he's right. I mean, like, you know, it, it's good to have. It's good to have people that are actually behind the scenes in this because the two TNT people that are here are legit. You know, we're out there just doing our line member thing. It's true. Test. Uh, test at this point is not actually northern. So, uh, are you? Are you or aren't you allied with uh, the Imperium, Pro God? Well, if we had any relationship there, I just destroyed it. So yeah, <laughs> I say you did. <laughs> so uh, I is... thought it was all in good fun, but um, that's you know, diplomatic I had, test. <laughs> I had oh man, that it's uh, it's spiraled out of control. I don't I don't know what to do. All right. So to just to put some context on there, why don't you tell us what you're talking about? So um, yeah. Last Saturday, we were looking at the BTECR fight and we were reading some of the old headlines. And then it occurred to me that, you know, with more than three times as many Titans, it, it, you, you have that million dollar battle headline. And then I started writing. Uh, we'd also been messing with a lot of the fleet commanders trying to. It, it would benefit Test greatly, Grath, if you two just destroyed yeah, each other. I know, other. I know. So um, we've been trying to goad people and like, you guys should definitely fight, go for it, you know, be courageous and all that. So I had the idea of um, writing a post and making it extra, extra narrative-y, um, extra meme and posting it to our gaming. And apparently everyone really liked it because holy shit. Yeah, you got a lot of gold for that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Dude, I'm it, it just that... passed a million views. Like I'm looking at it right now. It has over a million oh views. Oh my God. That's yeah. Rubbing it's pretty good um, for some erotic Matani fanfic that you wrote there. Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's complete. Like uh, it's a shit post to anyone who's played Eve. Like all Eve people know that it's just a complete shit post. You say that, but the number of people that are biting on that, like, oh yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Really it's yeah. unbelievable, isn't it? I even mentioned in the post, like that people that people media people use the dollar value for clicks, and you know, there it is, getting all those clicks. I'd be willing to bet that most of the people in EVE who are familiar with the game who are biting on that aren't people who have experience in major soft conflicts like this. Yeah. It's, um, like, I, I'll freely admit it. I, I, uh, I probably went a little overboard, but I had a lot of fun writing it. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's never overboard. Thing. It's never <laughs> overboard. It, it is fun uh, to write that way, but uh, then you walk away and you come back and you're like, okay, I got to fix this. <laughs> but that looked like a first draft uh, uh, one-sided uh, kind of thing, which was surprising because Test is kind of supposedly, at least from the Northern point of view, allied with uh, the Imperium. Yeah. Um, well, we're not allied with them. Yeah. We work with them against the, uh, the, the, the Han Fan Menace, I guess, but um, mm. at times. The enemy of I don't know. I like. Yeah. I just. I, I, really like, yeah, it's probably not diplomatically when... good for Tess, but I didn't do it for Tess. I did it for me, and I just. I don't. Grath, I don't really care that much anymore. Like I'm trying to have fun. I really. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Last night, at. when in it bombed uh, all those materials, trying to reinforce the tri keep star, you could see our relationship and how great it was right there. Yeah, I mean, like people look at goons and tests showing working together at times and think we're working together, but Red Alliance is probably Tess's number one hated enemy, and goons still sponsor them for the most part. So, yeah, it's, they it's still fucking go uh, back rent for that couch. It's definitely a uh, you know situational relationship, Kcon. I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, I mean, they're blue, and we treat all our blues like like friends. All right. So you have so test blue. You want to change? No, he's talking blue. about red alliance. Oh, okay. I mean, does that mean they're not your friends? You're just treating it out of that. It means if we have to choose between non-blues and blues, we are, we're always going to side with the blues. It's part of their reputation for being your best friend and worst enemy, that sort of thing, right? I have no will, ill will towards Test, you know, despite the fact the last time I played was when you guys were working with uh, NCPL to evict us from the north. Totally not bitter. No. But, uh, I'm looking at what's forming so far. I would not be shocked to see us for well over 5,000 a day. Like, yeah, there's, well, there's so uh, that's close what to four was, now. That's the other th one other thing we were talking about. Like, why, if there's one thing, if you actually want you know, let's say you're one of these sides and actually want an engagement. Like, there's no reason to put any subcaps in the system besides interdictors and maybe one support fleet to help clear, you know, tackle and stuff. But I mean, what in a fight with 500 titans? What are what is a Macario fleet going to do? I think that's true. If you are the hostile force, if you're an attacker, if you're the defender, it behooves you to load the system to the gills. Right. You, I mean, you assuming want you want to save run. the keep star, but like you said, yeah. like how relevant is a keep star? In a, right. in a, like this one came under attack and they dropped another one. Like, let's assume that PanFam thinks that they could actually win an engagement here, and they were looking for one. I mean, they did definitely wouldn't want to lag out the system. You got to think about all those alpha accounts that are coming from uh, our our all. Oh, dude, I'm just million dollar. I I, <laughs> I I'm on the verge of regretting it. Like. It's just no, no, I think it's it's a viewable thing. That that will be dragged up in years to come and uh you know pointed at just like you were pointing at previous posts. I think Gobbins was it Gobbins's um post you linked in there? I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just like that, yours is gonna be, you know, regurgitated in years to come and uh, we'll have a good chuckle then as well. Yeah, well my my only my only regret is my only regret is that I actually do like this game, and I did kind of paint Eve in a bad light there. Yeah, no. You're not. You were. You painted it in an honest light. That's not. It's not your well, fault. That it's. You painted citadels in the proper light, to which yeah. they deserve. 
there are there are elements of painting it in a proper light and then there are elements that seem to be you know i mean there was a whole lot of kickstarter talk in there there was a whole lot of like kind of like that background as opposed to sort of mechanics and why we fight and things like that right yeah Yeah, well all the kickstarter all the matani narrative like that's what the the average art gaming person is going to upvote like that's just just (laughs) what it is i hate to say it like that but and I mean, Citadel mechanics, you're seeing them in action right now. This is what they promote. They uh-huh. like they promote, they give you a week to call every freaking person you could possibly find with a pulse. Sign your dog up, get him an account, see if you can get him to press F1. All he's got to do is jam a fighter, like no problem. And all those people, like this this situation that we're sitting right now is entirely based around the you know the way Citadel mechanics work. There's no yeah. randomness to the timers, there's no there's no guesswork. It is this day. You have a week to prepare for it. Call everybody you know. Go out and have a baby. Maybe maybe sign him up for Eve too. And uh, yeah, surprised we don't have uh, Citadel Dragon here to counteract our arguments. Uh, I mean, for four for five, six years we had four plus days between four and five days to show up for a final station timer. Before that, you know, you only had at maximum two and a half days to show up for a pause, but you know, pauses are everywhere. I mean, I know pause solve gets a bad rep, but maybe, I don't know. The whole thing is like the Citadel mechanics are supposed to be very similar to old school pause solve, but pause solve still had limits. You know, you can only place them on moons. You can only place so many a day as claimers as well. Like, you yeah. can, I think it was like five or some shit like that. It's been so long. I can't remember, but you can only, you can only drop so many, you could drop as many towers as you wanted a day. But only so many of the larges could count towards Sov. And that and I mean nothing should take a week. Like honestly, two days, like two and a half days, maybe three days tops. This week shit is dumb. Uncle, yeah, when they commit, drop the Keepstar. When they first put them out, I just I found out that a, a properly fit Nix is the damage cap for a single Astro House, right? It took me two fucking weeks to kill an Astro House that I had found. No defense. Nobody tried to stop me. But it still took me two weeks because I got home from work late by 45 minutes one day and I missed like the second timer or whatever and it started all over again. So Ooh. we have given up trying to evict uh, this like 30 man corp that lives two jumps from our staging system because they've placed like 35 Astra houses in the system and placed the Vuln timers all across the clock and all across the week. So we're just waiting for the new Citadel Vuln mechanics. Right. But I mean, that's that's what it is. Like, we were killing the Astra houses at one point, and they just kept putting more, and we would miss the anchor timers. Or, you know, we're like, we're running basically round-the-clock ops for a 30-man corp that's just willing to spam 40, 50 billionist in Astra houses. And that's they, how they Tickle held it. us off. Yeah, that's how Tickle held us off. It was nuts. They're like, and they're talking mad shit about it. And I mean, it's it's probably rightly deserved. They stood up. The, the you know little alliance tickle stood up against pandemic legion but because of the mechanics there's almost nothing we can do if we don't have a strong australian time zone turns out we don't and nobody else really does either um except for them hey fuck you zeke how about that all right well uh have fun guys i'll see you for the next okay, 13, 14 hours before you take off uh are you fcing here i i will be one of the fcs but I mean, FCing in this is going to be like, okay, you know, do something and then wait 10 minutes. Yeah. Super slow process. Well, good luck out there. 
I'll say what I said before. B Tech R was fun for everyone that wasn't involved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good luck, mate. See you guys soon. Yeah. So all right, let's uh, let's focus back in on this fight. Uh, let's try to get you fresh numbers on what the buildups are out there. Again, you see that uh, the staging zones for the north and the south are starting to fill up, but a lot of people will join at the last second, as Grath have said. There's no reason for them to come early. Their equipment's in place. They'll come and join the fight on a moment's notice. They're used to flash forming, so it's no big deal to them. Uh, and so we will uh, see those numbers swell up as we get closer to the 2.30 Pacific time fight, which I believe is what's 5.30 uh, Eastern time and 10.30 in Europe, right? Feels good. Yeah, let's, let's go with it. Uh, so yeah, so we're going to um, see if we can get a head count. It's well over a thousand on both sides. So we'll see. Next up, we'll probably be bringing in Celine as soon as we can work out how to get him in here. Uh, he's an old EVE player, FC a leader of the Mercenary Coalition. He's back. He did a stint as a CCP developer himself, one of the developers, actually, of Apocrypha, which is a great expansion, happened in 2009. Uh, we'll get him in here in a few minutes to talk about a variety of things. Still EVE's best expansion. It still is, right? I think so, yeah. too. What came out of Apocrypha? I, it Wormholes came with Apocrypha. Yeah. Wormholes oh. and T3 cruisers and all, all the T3 stuff, basically. That was, that was my, that was actually, I just came in, like, literally. And, like, and the current, well, not current anymore, the uh, probing mechanics the that made it possible to ping on fleets. Like, before that, it took, like, 30 seconds to get probe results. Yeah, I miss those. Of, uh, different probe versions, right? Dude, Grath, I... I Man, sniper battleship days. I'm still not sure if that's not the best. It was good. Uh, sniper hacks, sniper battleships. Eight second probe times killed a lot of a lot oh, of shit. So I was I was I was having this conversation with someone who was you know taking the position we should just go like go back to 2007 mechanics, and I was explaining to him that even if you went back like just flipped the server switch one day and went back to a 2007 game file, it wouldn't play the same way. Because the meta has developed so far that we would approach it differently. Oh, for sure. Like, even when they did sniper battleships, you know, not everybody was in the same type of battleship. Like now, yeah. if you're, if it's like, oh, we fly Maelstrom fleet. There's nothing but Maelstroms in your fleet. That's that that didn't develop till like 2010, I would say. Is yeah, when it the really learning skill, the learning skill reimbursement is when everyone started really specializing. So we have Celine with us. He's joined us. Um, he again is a former dev for CCP, and he worked uh, on actually one of two developers. Is it worked. safe to admit that these days? Yeah, it's, we're talking about how great it was. <laughs> no. You 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 know, when you were there, the Apoc Apocalypse or whatever it's called, uh, expansion was one of the greatest, right? Apocalypse. Yeah, that was back whenever they left the game designers alone and said, hey, do some cool shit, and the programmers won't argue with you, and uh, I guess those times have not they've changed. So you actually got to design the game. Yeah, more or less. Hey, Pro God, you having fun today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? The more I think about it, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I don't know. I'm having mixed results. Yeah, it gave me something to do at work. A lot of fun stuff to read. 
yeah it was it was good it was um i didn't, I didn't realize like once it blow up i was like wow i i, I just shit talked everyone that's just a shit post yeah, whatever right that's a good post that's yeah it was a fun post own it it's good stuff it's quality yeah it's just well i mean i i could have done with less character assassination but um... right like it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's basically just a shit post it, I mean, it makes eve look pretty I mean, if you have an right. edited in game bio with a link to that post, you're yeah. fucking doing it wrong. Wait, say again? You should edit your in-game bio with a link directly to that post so more people <laughs> get to read it. Like, I would wave that bitch like a flag. Like, the one guy that called me a cunt, like, he called me uh, a super massive cunt that's absorbing hey, all the other cunts around him. Oh, I can't say that word? <laughs> no, stop saying There's, like, more than 20 people watching this one, Graf. Well, I didn't know that's a swear word. Is it a swear word? Well, not in England, Australia, but, but like apparently like, online everywhere else. Not, oh. if you have a, not if you have a British accent or Australian. Australians, yeah. No, and but uh, you know, there there might be kids over parents. I've said way worse like, stuff than that. I've been swearing my my ass off this whole stream. You haven't said nothing. Now I drop a C bomb and I'm a bad person. <laughs> one word that all everyone's wives and girlfriends, you know, li literally do not like in Europe anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, carry on, carry on. <laughs> anyway, th that's one of my. I'm, I'm I'm happy about that post. I've had signatures made out of it. It's in my bio. It's in all this stuff. <laughs> I love that guy. I don't know. I don't know what I did to piss him off, but he's amazing with words. Wow, I never got censored for the C bomb before. I thought uh, you're like stop, and I'm like, wait a minute. What's, who's he talking to? It's a brave new world, man. Yeah, times kind of times up, man. God, what kind of reaction did you actually expect to get out of that shit post of yours? Well, basically, like, I had a hunch that if I wrote it like that and put the title like that, that it might actually get to the front page of our gaming. I had no idea it would blow up this. Or I didn't, I guess I didn't comprehend what getting to the front page of our gaming would actually mean. Um, but um, it was supposed to be just like a shit post. Like, I mean, we shit posts all the time on our eve, uh, you know, fucking with each other. So. Uh, it's just to fuck with you guys and try and get a fight that would directly benefit me. Like I like I said earlier, if if PL and NC Dot and Goonswarm ended up destroying each other, that's great for test. So, well, I think that is what we were saying. Like right before you uh, came into the room, I think Graf mentioned that 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 uh, it, it benefits nobody more than test. Yeah, I, maybe it's because we've been doing this for a while, but like that was extremely evident. And as soon as you made the post, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I guess you would want us to fight," because then at least yeah. your shield supers would be safe. Yeah, shield supers are pretty good, man. They're great as long <laughs> as you never engage. So, Celine, you've uh, you're involved in this fight, right? Uh, yes, I'm sitting in uh, local and just watching the numbers climb and. It's. Uh, I'm oddly relaxed. This is. Uh, this is going to be. Uh, this is going to be the biggest blue balls ever, or there's going to be a lot of destruction. And either way, I'm good with it. Uh, I kind of. I came in on the tail end of BTEC R. Um, had a black screen for about an hour and a half. Got three shots off and died. So I'm hoping I'll get a little bit further along in this fight. What do you consider a blue ball? I mean, because you know the, the traditional term for blue ball is well, nothing happened. Um, I think that as far as this fight goes, I'll consider it kind of a blue ball if uh, Titans don't start exploding in large numbers because oh, shit, this is this has been 
the buildup to this has been coming for a long time. I mean, I think that everybody was expecting a fight like this or similar to this, not necessarily the size, but definitely, you know, the big throwdown last, you know, like, was it last year, year and a half? Fuck, when, whenever World War B was. And it just, it just never happened. You know, the steamroller came along, goons went south. And uh, as y'all were discussing earlier, you know, they got left alone and here we are. Um, but, you know, this is, this has been a while coming and I, I hope something happens and one way or another, you'll, uh, we'll see who the super capital champion is and, or won't. And then whatever happens next will happen next. I mean, anything's better than the last two months of Jesus Christ. I actually was in a Hulk for the first time in five years the other day. It's disgusting. Oh, I want to fight things. Well, you're like the, don't, I mean, you guys are, y'all are the work folks. Y'all are doing all kinds of shit. Doom Chilla and all. <laughs> I don't do any of that. I had Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and then they nerfed Workles the first time, and I juiced both those dudes. Those are your miners, right? Yeah, they were awesome. I loved them. They had like I I like spent a long time doing their uh, portraits, so they like looked at each other. Like if you put them side by side, like Tweedledee was staring at Tweedledum, and they had like one crooked eye. It was just good. I miss them. And they were fun characters to have, but they were just Oracle pilots. And the first nerf they did, I was like, nope, ran them through a blender and sold the skill points. I think the most fun, the last, all this, you know, everybody's been moving shit and everybody's been getting everything in place. But um, while, you know, what Grath was saying earlier, I'm a little surprised too. I mean, there could have been, I guess maybe there could have been some timers created or some stuff dropped on other grids or whatever. But for the last like four or five days, I've been down in Delve just uh, just wailing. And the number of dead workles, I think like we did our count last night, like in the last four, four or five days, there's like 47 dead workles. And there's been all these big joint fleets. I was in a fleet like two nights ago. It had uh, MC, GOTG, a uh, few, you know, some horde guys and everything else. It was a big joint fleet, 140 dudes and like 94 bombers. You wouldn't believe what a fucking war- happens to a Rorqual when you hit it with 94 bombers. It's fucking hilarious. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, now we're here for the main event. And one way or another, I guess the whales will be safe when it's over, when they move their shit back or who knows if, if, you know, we really fuck up, then maybe they'll go north. If they really fuck up, maybe we'll go south. That's what I'm thinking. Like, this is going to take errors. People are going to have to make errors in judgment or something, some, something surprising is going to have to happen. But what, what the bigger question is, does the momentum of the winner give them enough momentum, extra momentum to continue a campaign south or north? Uh, I, I have no idea. No. The prop, no. And, and, and I know where Grath is going with this because he feels the same way I do. The problem with... It, it's romantic, you know, you have this romantic image like, yes, okay, victory, march north or march south. The problem is, is that you need, you need one or two like no lifer guys to like totally take charge of that shit. Cause, and, and we saw it, we saw it in some of the big campaigns and, you know, over the past. And unless you've got like a few, like one or two dudes you know, on each side that is willing to like literally be unemployed or is in college and willing to fail and take an extra year of college to succeed, it's, it's really hard these days to uh, to manage that something of that scale. So it'd be nice, but I don't know. Not only that, but what do you uh, what like, do you do with it if you take it? Like yeah, what if I feel, what if I feel like that might be true for the for the north? Is that true for goons? They sort of pride themselves on the the infrastructure of you know the FC you know systems that they have in place, but they don't want to rely on you know a single personality. Is that true for them? I don't know. I feel like they have different factors that would hold them back or, or perhaps push them further forward. 
No, yeah, but like I said, say just say for instance, we'll, we'll say that the Imperium wins everything. They kill this keep star today. They use the momentum to roll through fade, burn up Declan, Bale, Tribute, Branch, you know, all that shit. It's all on fire. They dumpster everything in sight because of their massive Titan blob, and they win the fight. Well, they're definitely not going to kill off any of the entities involved. Like GOTG, they might have some satellite alliances that might die, but Darkness will make it through it. Horde is 12,000 dudes. Even if they shed 8,000 dudes, there'll still be enough of them there to keep being Horde. They're not going to kill NC Dot. They're not going to kill PL. So now you've got like five or six homeless alliances that have nothing better to do, and you own all this space which you are going to do what with? You don't want to live there. Delve is better. Like, like, what do you do with the space that you are conquering? Um, at best, this is a, a scorched earth campaign where they just try and burn out structures. But how many structures can you ask your alliance to grind through for no apparent reason before they are just like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And you get like as, nine guys. As someone who has conquered Providence twice, it's, uh, that's a lot of shit to burn through. And that was with the old Dominion shit. I'm seeing that. Like, nobody, none of those people are going to, pay goons rent for any reason ever at all there's no reason to They're, the game does not dictate that they need to pay you to live in that space um or live in any space they can just go some fucking where else like the russians are going to stop them from yeah you know like like the, the problem right now is there's no incentive to invade anybody's space everybody that has space is pretty happy with their space it's not shit because all space is homogeneously fucking good or bad like it's all the same um and like so you have space you live in it your infrastructure is there there's no motivation for you to not want to be there or to take someone else's anymore because you have to go home you can't just leave your house like you used to be able to do and go romp around the universe because it doesn't take much for someone else to go to your house and start making a mess while you're somewhere else so eventually you have to go home and you can't stay where you just conquered because it's halfway across the game I don't think yeah, that's the, the structure like this, though. Yeah, I mean, like, this is okay. Maybe they shoot this Keepstar. Maybe they come back in a couple of weeks and shoot another one. They're not going to burn out all the Astro Houses. That's like a recipe for going to an insane asylum. Yeah, but Grath, we're still here, and we're going to have a big-ass fucking fight, and I'm going to have fun. Maybe. Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else. That, that, that's the fucking, you know, it's it's that's the thing about this. I mean, I've been I've been trying to, like, escape this game for, like, you know, a few years now. But like, you know, it's, you know, the people bring you back or, you know, you, you know, your community, the friends you've made, you go to the, you go to like Vegas and stuff. And it's just, it's just much fun to interact with, with folks. And we're all held together by this common thread of this, like this game that we endlessly talk shit about. And yet here we are this, and this, we spent the last seven days getting ready to do it. You know, <laughs> this is, this is what I'm talking about, Matt Yeah. So what is the CBC? That's uh, some Canadian channel. It's the Canadian Broadcasts uh, Company. Something. Yeah, it is Canadian. Yeah, they, they just freaking messaged me. They wanted me to do a live interview on the network. Wow. <laughs> you should have done it. Yeah. You do it. <laughs> I am it, doing maybe, it, but like, holy shit. Is that like, awesome. is that like bigger than, is, is Wait, that bigger than Forbes? Maybe, I mean, that sounds bigger than Forbes. It, it might be bigger than Forbes. I don't know. Maybe it's the Croatian Broadcasting Company. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, All right. I'm no, let me see. I think that's I Canadian. That's basically I, I like mean, their, How much uh, are they paying? This is ridiculous. Right? I don't that's know, the, man. That's, ridiculous. that's like the BBC for Canada. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. I'll see you guys later. Corporation, even. 
All right, let us know how it goes, and don't shit talk the game. Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna be on my best behavior this time. All right, good luck. Fucking pro god on Canadian listen, news. Listen <laughs> to how weary. Listen to how exactly. weary he sounds. He's like. I guess I'll go be famous uh, for a little bit. Well, he's he's got to go over there now and basically go, okay, look, uh, I wrote that to get a lot of views. Uh, I totally shit-talked in it. But here, let me give you the real story behind it. <laughs> well, all right. So we're up to 1,400 watching live. That's great. Um, we also have some new numbers for you on the field. And we're looking at northern numbers have surpassed 2,000 combatants. Uh, we have like 660 out of NC. Darkness follows up with 360. And, uh, oh, Horde is finally on with 220. Uh, and MC, you got 136 going. Most of these guys will show up later uh, as the hour nears. We're still a full two hours from from uh, zero hour, aren't we? Yeah, These so... have been screaming Valhalla for the last couple of days. We'll see what happens. <laughs> all right, I just want me... you all to think about the fact that we just sent a guy from Louisiana to talk to Canadians on our behalf. That's a that's a thing. Well, I guess there's some French ancestry uh, in common there. As uh, a yeah. as as a former resident of Louisiana, I, I confirm this is a bad idea. All right. So again, the South Imperium. Sorry, the North. Sorry, the North has over two thousand combatants. On the other side, the Imperium has uh, 2,300 combatants that are in are forming up, uh, 1,700 from Goon Swarm. It's a huge number. Uh, with initiative at 150, ambassador at 150, and TNT is up to 120, 117. Fake news. That's not real, is it? 1,700. Yeah, actually, TNT, 117. Wow. Actually, well, it's gone up, matter all this. Like, there's like 20, almost 2,207x now. Oh, wow. It's and all of all of those numbers you just quoted are like off by like ten percent. Like I've got twenty more dues. Northern Coalition's up to like seven forty. It's it's getting ridiculous. People are and waking up. If you want to, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but those are all subcaps. None of those are capitals in any way, shape, or form. Those are all probably just subcaps. So the big ships aren't piloted yet. Yeah. And those we expect to get well over a thousand, probably yeah, around the thousand or near the thousand mark. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, people are, Sorry. It's all right. People are jumping into system now, so the numbers are getting bigger. Thanks, Celine. If you have quick uh, numbers, you can go ahead and shout them out since you're in the staging for North. Um, it just ahead, jumped moderator. over 2,400. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what do you put the over-under on for the total number of players in the system once everything kicks off? In system, see, in system, unless it unless it really goes down, right? In system is just going to be lower than the potential of what's out there. So, like CCP will be, you know, I'm sure be, you know, looking at the numbers and and putting them out afterwards, you know. But I mean, we can easily we could easily surpass everything if this goes down. Yeah, he he just said in chat the record's forty nine twenty. I feel like that will get obliterated if everybody goes in system. Yeah, the records the record in system is forty nine twenty, right? But I think it was north of. It was pretty close to seven thousand, I think, for for individual individual pilots that had either been in that system during the engagement or or something. I think in the constellation or the area they call it, I think that was like seventy two hundred or something like that. Four hundred. It was it was actually close to seventy five hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Seventy four hundred, I think. I, I'm telling you, I'll tell you who's nervous right now, and it's not the North or the South. It's CCP. Like, are <laughs> their servers going to catch on fire? <laughs> no um, shit. 
windows in the basement of CCP and putting fans pointing in different directions, trying to keep everything cool. And Falcon's actually running. watching the stream from a laptop in the in the server farm right now with a fire extinguisher in his hand. Yeah, yeah and he just said eight thousand or th- uh, eight thousand or so was the uh, was basically um, uh, unique pilots that had been in the system at, at one point. I'm trying to think of what that was. Was that was that MTECO? Yeah. Well, actually, it's it's hard to say because it depends on how you calculate the most. Uh, I think MTech O is the one that had the most. But as far as the most people in a certain area, BTech R still held that, I think, to some degree. Well, you know, BTech R total numbers were held down by choice, right? Um, they had, I know the CFC at the time had subcap fleets out in other areas. We're not letting subcap fleets come into BTACR in order to hold down, you know, the numbers and, and the potential tie-dye, dis, you know, interruptions and things like that, right? So it was basically, it was basically almost all capitals that were in that system along with, you know, some subcaps. These other, you know, these other ones, though, they were, they were more, much more unconstrained with, with subcaps, you know, so, um, you know, MTACO, MTACO, you know, had a lot of subcaps and a lot of kind of side viewers in there and everything. Because it was a timer, right? Whereas BTAC R was sort of that that long, slow burn um, of something that people didn't know it was going down until it was going down. Right. So uh, you are watching INN live coverage of the battle for the Keepstar in 9TAC4RP2. That is a horde Keepstar that was planted there as a forward operating base. The Imperium has come up from the south and suddenly uh, attacked it. And this is the final timer to take it down. So we're seeing uh, forces assemble in the north and in the south for a cataclysmic scale battle, which uh, I haven't seen this sort of thing for at least a year and a half, maybe not since BTAC-R, which is about four or four years ago. But January is a big month for big battles. The Askai battle happened uh, in January, late January, and you had BTAC-R that happened in late January. Now, both of those were formed up because of a mistake with people ready to pounce and it escalated into the giant battles that they became. Uh, those are now historic battles. This one is a lot more deliberate with people coming to the table, fighting over a keep star. Uh, this has got to be what CCP had in mind when they built these keep stars, giant space stations to be fought over. Okay, we have, uh, how many people do we have in the north there, Celine? 2,527, 28, 29. They just keep ticking up, huh? Yep. And in the south, we have comparable numbers. I'll try to get those numbers. Uh, if anybody can get me numbers to the south, that'd be great. But I want to adjust my numbers. I think we'll break 6,000. Like, that's an achievable thing right now, considering the number of Titans and Supers that were around uh, last time and the number of strictly subcap alts that are here now. Yes. We are still close to two hours away from battle time, but people form up before battles, especially when there is tie-dye involved. And tie-dye is time dilation, which is basically a stretching of time so that all the commands that players put into the computer can be calculated in order with none missed. So time will slow down to 10% of its actual time. And so everything will move in slow motion uh, during the battle and even before when all the uh, players get into the area of uh, uh, combat. Madderall, are you going to be flying tonight? I will be flying a Titan for Northern Coalition. We'll die together. 
will die. Not. Hopefully, I'll get targeted and killed if I get in there. Uh, we have to see what the escalation pattern is. Again, the fights that have happened at this scale have roughly been accidents, um, with the exception of maybe 6VDT, the end of the Fountain War, but that was a foregone conclusion, as was the destruction of the first Keepstar that was actually armed. That belonged to CO2, and it was killed by Northern Coalition and PL and friends. Uh, and that was really a foregone conclusion as well. This is you the first one where things are up in the air. Do you want a YOLO sign -out? I mean, like, you know, are you really looking to get in there? And... <laughs> and are you in a shield titan? Are you going to be, uh, you know, suicide tightening and uh, boasting somebody? No, I'm going to leave that to the experts. I, I'm in an armor titan, uh, an Erebus, and uh, I probably won't YOLO it because uh, I don't want to do a publicity stunt or anything like that. I should follow orders like every other, uh, you know, uh, every other soldier, basically. Southern numbers have surpassed 2,700. So in the north, we have about 2,500. In the south, we have about 2,700. Uh, this looks like it could break a record. 2,800. Uh, it's almost like an auction, isn't it? This is good. At least the numbers are showing up, uh, which we knew they would. So everything is going as planned so far. Uh, again, we're still about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes away from contact time. And uh, everything is going as expected. Thanks for watching. Uh, we will give you updates as we go. We have great guests. I'm going to reintroduce them. Uh, we have Celine from Mercenary Coalition. We have Grath from Pandemic Legion. We yeah. have Harvey, former CEO of uh, The Culture, now with PL. And we have Moderator with Snuff. And we have, we lost uh, Pro God Legend, who went to do an interview with the Canadian Broadcast uh, Company, I believe. Uh, and uh, joining us also is uh, Dirk McGurk, who's helping me host. We have Life Shifter running the show. Uh, you're seeing his camera work, and uh, he's the one that set up the, sh the show for us. And also from the streaming team, we have Never Convicted with us. Sup, guys? Yo. All right, so... So no matter, you're hosting here, but I mean, is your is your Titan set up properly? Are you are, are you in fleet? Do you have your overview set up right? I mean, have, have you double-checked these things as this is going on? I don't want you to undock and then be like, oh, shit, I didn't pay attention to that stuff. Got your slave implants, right? <laughs> Everything's in place. I made sure of that before I went on air. And uh, it's ready to go in the staging system. I am one of the soldiers that Grath was talking about that kind of comes in at the last, uh, you know, few minutes to uh, to hear orders and get going. So um, of the people that we have in here, Grath was uh, FCing in BTAC-R and Celine was in BTAC-R as well at the end there. I'd like to point out that what we did in B-R at the end there was hardly considered, I guess I would say FCing. There was hardly no targets <laughs> being called or anything like that. It was kind of like, I, as FC, I just held your hand while you died of cancer. Like, <laughs> oh, so offense to anybody that's got cancer, I don't want you to get mad. When, but like, that's kind of what it was. When I well, came on, I think the first thing I actually said when I got online was like, "Are why are you jumping? Are you stupid? You're going to die. Ah, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> I remember Grath on comms, actually, because I was in that fight, too, and I was listening to him. And at one point, you're, uh, I don't, you probably won't remember this, but it stuck in my head uh, because this is what FCing has, had kind of become. 
it's uh i don't know if you were already dead and off the field but you're like somebody somebody describe to me what's going on so i can call orders i never logged in during that fight oh all. you weren't ever in okay and I, i've i've actually so i've saved uh a nicks and i've fc two other fights without ever actually being on the field uh before i, I kind of like got okay at remote fc because like most of the time it was slow cat fleets which are pretty easy you know you sign a used to you sign a drone bunny and then you know he'd pick his own targets he wouldn't even say anything and you just have to give basic orders like make sure you were approaching whoever their anchor is and stuff like that you know it's just the cadence that you you use when you talk and the orders that you give are all pretty standard and you don't actually have to be there for silly fights like that like this one here uh i'd probably you know not try and do it on grid but yeah, largely I've like that V-R fight. I, I my stuff was all in station, and everybody was already dying by the time I got got up to it. I wasn't logging my Titan in for that mess. <laughs> you were one of the lucky ones. Eh? I left my Ragnarok out of system. I was like that fucker's gonna die like a match, a fucking match in a flamethrower. Nope, staying out. Uh, Celine, you were actually the pilot of one of the early Titans, right? One of the first ten Titans built, and actually one of the first Shield Titans. Well, it didn't matter about shields. It was a fucking hit and run monstrosity with like polys and everything before they nerfed all that shit. And it was, you could like, it was, it was, it was a retarded setup. You could warp in, hit the area of effect doomsday and warp off of grid in nine seconds. So, you, you know, you could warp in, kill a battleship fleet and warp out before they even realized that the thing was going off. It was, it was a stupid retarded design and I'm glad that it eventually got nerfed. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Quick update. We have, Excuse me. We have new numbers. Uh, there is a spike in Northern Forces staging ground of 7X. They're up to 2,500 or more. Uh, south is 3, around 000. the same. What's that? 3,000. It just broke 3,000. I guess the rest wow. of Horde just showed up. I don't know. Oh, my what's, God. It's still climbing. It's still spiking. So what's the um, what's the tie-dye at now? Oh, it's 80, uh, 82%. 68. Oh, that now we're going to shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> dying right real time. All right. Well, Northerners up to 3,100, it looks like, uh, and climbing. They are spiking as people uh, assemble. In the south, we have 2,400. They are not spiking yet, but they're already at 27% tie-dye. In the north, tie-dye is 56%. So the game is starting to slow down just by the sheer numbers. Activity hasn't even started yet. What is the North like being called in all this? There's no official name for it. I don't think um, how the it, North. How, yeah. How how has Eve not already given it a name? <laughs> how well, have they not named this future war? You know what? Because the people in charge of the North, I believe, aren't really the naming type. They're not trying to. Because Vince never names things; he just does them. Uh, Grath doesn't name things; he nope. just does them. Like yeah, and if we did name it, it'd have a cat name stuck to the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, like, here's the thing: um, in a given fight, like in a given day, if you guys weren't here, there is a better than average chance that uh, an NC dot guy would try and kill a darkness guy if he saw him in public. Whereas on an average day, and a goon swarm guy is not going to kill a TNT guy unless he's not mining the spot right or something. I don't know. Um, but generally speaking, the relationship is different, uh, I would say. And they see themselves less as the... It doesn't matter that they, they are. I mean, like, they just... There's too many entities in there that don't want to admit that they are what they are. And so they, don't, they see themselves as differently. So they're not going to 
like assign themselves a name or any weird shit like that. Uh, it's they just don't see that as their life, even though that is their life now because that's what the game dictated it needed to be. Um, and so they haven't given themselves a name like Tappy or, or Imperium or anything like that has, even though they functionally operate in a similar basis in a defensive stance. Like during peace times, they operate in a fairly hostile manner towards each other. And that's just, I think that's the, the reason why you haven't seen them give themselves a name. Because tomorrow, if you all go away, I'll go roam darkness space and kill all the dudes in Blades of Grass that bought. There's a lot, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I actually sat in one constellation and I actually taught a test guy uh, how to do what I was doing as far as probing down the botters before they cloak uh, to have an idea. And like, I'll talk about it now. I don't mind. So I figured out this guy put a post on Reddit and he was like, yeah, you just probe them right before you cloak. And I kept trying to do it and I couldn't get it to work. But with eight second probe times, as a ship decelerates from warp, you can get probe hit, probe hit, probe hit, probe hit. And the as the ship slows down, the probe hits actually start to bunch up and get close together. And you, with the big grids now, you can see four or five probe hits on a grid. So there'll be like a little runway that'll lead right down to a cloaked. Yeah, you got uh, a bookmark as you get the result. Yeah, you just, you probe, save. When you get 100% hit, you save it. You probe, you save it. You probe, you save it. And then when you warp over to the grid, you can see this little dot, 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 dot. And at the end of the dots, if you just follow it down the line, you'll decloak a Vexer or you'll decloak an Ishtar or you'll decloak a, a Barghest or something like that. And it's, uh, I taught him how to do that. He went off. I can't, obviously can't hunt the RMT guys. Uh, so he started doing it and he had amazing success at it as well. It's super easy once you figure out how to do it. But yeah, I sat up there and I know this one guy, I killed him in every imaginable spot he could hide in, like including right on his own Citadel because the bots don't dock. They warp to the Citadel and just sit perfectly still in tether range. That's fine. I'll just bump you out of tether range. And when they leave tether range, they cloak. So you just decloak him and kill him right in front of his own citadel. And I'd blow up his wreck in his pod so he'd never know how he died where. Uh, and he just kept doing it over and over again. I had I got bored with it. I got killed him so much. Jeepers. Okay, so here's an important update. Uh, several northern titans have undocked and started uh, what seems to be a gloriously long conga line around the Keepstar. Uh, entertaining themselves. We're still two hours from the fight and they've undocked? Okay. There was one guy that must have like eight or nine skins because he was like just he it's something I do whenever I bridge, but this guy must have picked up on it because he's like switching all of his skins constantly and trying to give everybody epilepsy who didn't potato the graphics. <laughs> I bet I knew who that is. Uh I there is a Titan pilot in my di uh, dice corporation, uh Kroll Glaive, that actually I think he owns all the the skins for each of the Titans. He has multiples. It's pretty, it's pretty it's pretty neat it's like fireworks so right now we have an estimated 7000 players uh, logged in for this fight <laughs> yes current numbers in the north are Celine, can you help me with the update 35 55 35 56 and climbing jesus fucking christ we're, gonna, we're not even going to be able to jump out at this rate <laughs> poor ccp this game is too big for its own good 3500 in the north and in the south, we have comparable numbers. They haven't had a spike yet, but they're at least at um, they're at least at twenty nine hundred by now. I wouldn't be surprised if we see five digits at some point. But I mean, with two hours out to the actual RF timer and all the people that will be coming uh, into system, that's not outside the realm of possibility. 
I mean, I know, for example, Snuff isn't doing anything as of just yet. There's no need to with it being two hours away. Man, if they get 10,000 people, do you know how hard they're going to toot their horn about how successful Citadel mechanics are? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, and the alpha program, and, and, and how many were alphas, and this and that. It's going to yeah. be a fucking that, media circus. If we get there, that that five-digit number is going to be the most sort of like influential factor on whether it lives or dies as well, right? Because yeah. you know, so the server load there and the the fact that the um the repair timer right isn't tied to the to the tie dye. So somewhere a CCP CEO is masturbating furiously over this whole thing. Are yeah, don't capable, touch it too much, Elmar. Are we capable of getting over 10,000 as we slip from European time zone into U.S. time zone? Maybe. Depends on how many people want to stay awake and miss work tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think people... we get as high as we are right now. Like, I'm actually kind of like, Jesus, you guys are... I think we got more U.S. guys taking the day off to make it here than we do European guys willing to stay up all night. I mean, we've already like got like people set up to, like, as as, you know... The euros go to sleep, you know, like hand off your apostle to this guy if you can and blah, blah, blah and all that shit. So I guess we'll see. Oh, wow. Y'all are doing the Russian gun thing. You got the gun, you got the bullets. You guys hang out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like we, I mean, like we, we moved up like even like care. We got like, uh, even if like guys that start losing like, like supers and shit like that, they can like can blink back into the other thing and jump at a carrier and jump forward. I mean, it's just, you know, I think, I don't think we're the only ones. Everyone's just gone all out on this because they know that. You know, once this is done, you know, one way or another, it could be who knows how long, you know, before there's even another opportunity to have a fight like this. I want to introduce also someone who's joined us from NC is Thal Ankora. Hey, guys. How's it going, buddy? Should be a good fight. Excited. Hopefully some stuff happens. Yeah, yeah how it goes. Former I mean, test, right? Yep. Right now. I mean, the other thing people have to remember, it is now coming up on 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. So uh, you're going to start getting those U.S. people who are who are rolling in, right? You know, the potential for, uh, you know, reinforcement fleets later on. So, I mean, the numbers that we're seeing right now are the people home. But 